is good, y'all? Happy Wednesday. It's your hostess with the mostest, Kristen Ayana, and welcome back to Black Talk Radio, where we discuss the latest in black culture, black news, and black entertainment. I just love the last two tracks I played there by Simba. He's an up-and-coming artist from the Bay. Shout out to him. Um, Those two tracks were off his latest project, um, Real Rap. So, yeah, I think he's dope. I definitely see him flourishing, you know, moving up the ladder. And, yeah, he is signed to Atlantic. Um, He was signed to Columbia, but ended up getting out of that deal and switching over. I'm sorry. I want to make sure I get it correct. Um, The project is called Don't Run From Rap. So make sure y'all get that and check that out. But I'm back. I'm in the studio. I'm feeling good. I haven't been here in two weeks because last week we had that snowstorm. They was trying to, they was trying to get your girl. Okay, the snowstorm was not it. And then the week before that, oh baby, it was school for me. Like I had so much finals. Um, you know, just trying to finish that up. And also, it was my birthday. Um, that Thursday. So I was trying to make sure I do all my work (laughs) before my birthday, but my birthday was good. I got to tell you about that. So what did I do on my birthday? I got him. Well, the day before my birthday, I got my car. So that was great. Then on my birthday, I got a massage. I went to this place in Union. It was pretty good, but I don't know though, like. She was a little rough at some points. And I was just like, all right, listen, I'm tiny. So I don't got that much meat on my bones. So let's start there. But it was it was cool. It was cool. And then, you know, after that, my friends and I, we got an Airbnb. So that was super duper cool. And they surprised me. They had all this food all these gifts, balloon decorations, even the cake that they got for me, it had like the Black Talk Radio logo on it, which was super cute. So shout out to my friends. And then on the next day, no, yeah, the next day, Friday, I went to Delta's in New Brunswick for dinner with my mom and my sister. So it was good. It was a good, you know, it was a good little quarantine birthday. So that was fun. And then, you know, last week, if y'all were rocking with me, I was doing Black Talk Radio from home because the snowstorm, like, mm -mm, safety first always. So I, you know, spoke with Ken the man. That was super duper dope. Shout out to her. That was a really fun interview. And now this week, I'm back in the studio and we're going to be chatting with Day NYC who is actually, you know, an on-air host himself. So I'm really excited to talk with him because I feel like there's not a lot of times where I talk to people that, you know, kind of do the same thing that I do. So I'm interested to see, you know, what kind of gems he's going to be dropping and things of that nature. But before we get into that, y'all know I got to go into my media topics. So first things first, um... As we all know, many Americans have been patiently waiting for the second round of stimulus checks to be dispersed. Um, We are still in a global pandemic and, you know, some people still don't have jobs, things of that nature. And it truly is a struggle. So, you know, 
more recently, yesterday, they passed this new stimulus check and it was supposed to be for $600. Now, Trump comes back and says how he thinks that's just ridiculous. Exactly. We haven't heard from Trump in however long. But he comes back and says, you know, this is ridiculous. We need to give them $2,000. So now, and Nancy Pelosi, um, you know, said she is open to doing the 2000 So now we are waiting to see, you know, what is going to be and when is this money going to be sent out? And it's kind of just like, Y'all need to make up y'all mind on what y'all doing because people are literally like poor. Like people are poor. People are struggling. Like people need money. And it's sad that it took this long to even give something. And then it's $600. Like that's, I feel like, how much was the other one? 1,200? Yeah. I feel like that's, Y'all couldn't do like a thousand though. Like at least if y'all gonna bring it down six hundred dollars though. It's definitely giving y'all hate us, but I don't know. So that was that on that. Um let's see, you know, what will happen and hopefully they get this money out so people can pay their bills and feed their family and stuff like that. Um but our next media topic for tonight is Blueface was spotted on a lunch date with Koi Lorette. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> First of all, shout out to Koi Lorette. She's dope. I really, you know, mess with her music. She's from Jersey. So shout out to her. But, you know, according to TMZ, um, the two were captured, you know, at this chicken spot out in LA called um, Harlan's Chicken, which the spot is actually originated from Chicago, but it's out in LA. And, you know, apparently they were a little close, so it didn't look like it was just on a friendship level. I just, TMZ, man, one thing about TMZ, they gonna catch something. Someone in my live said, shout out to DJ Joker. He said, take Black Talk Radio to Clubhouse. Clubhouse? We're going to get into Clubhouse in a little later. But, you know, it says that they were out, what seems to be on a lunch date. I mean, hey, love is in the air, right? It's cuffing season. Fever. That's what y'all do. I mean, but what if they're really just friends? Like, that's the thing when you're a celebrity. Like, your life really do get blown out of proportion. Like, I don't know. It's just like, uh, they really could have just been friends. And now it's like. <laughs> now, I'll tell you who also been spotted out. Who? Mulatto. Big Lotto. And 21 Yes, that is actually my next topic. That's crazy, though. Like, like somebody really took their time out to look at the different angles. But, yo. (laughs) That nigga said he in Miami, Florida. She talking about Puerto Rico. That, yo, listen. Real talk, though. Like, shout out to Mulatto. Like, um, I was in the clubhouse chat with the Rap Fest, which is like this other company I work for. We have our meetings on there. And we were talking about, like, artists that we think really progressed this year and I really said like I think Mulatto really did well yo she did a thing yo I'm gonna keep it real 
this clubhouse, I, I heard it through you and somebody else. But <laughs> Mulata, she's making the clubhouse look real. It's like they keep only every time I hear clubhouse, it's always clubhouse slash Mulata. Mulata well, she only had one incident on there. Nah, like- but everybody. So they keep going back to that incident with the name, and then the second mm. time I heard about it was the whole Meek Mill academic. Oh, situation. yo, that was the yo, that was the craziest clubhouse room. And let me tell y'all, it was so max that it was five thousand people in that room, and it reached max capacity. The reason why I was even able to see what was happening in that room was shout out to Premier Magazine. They just actually did. They just had Jada on the cover, which I think is super dope. Right. Um. They were live streaming that shit. But you're not supposed to do that. So Clubhouse, they have new rules now. Like, you can't screen record and stuff because that, like, goes against, you know, their rules. Because it's supposed to be, like, private. Like, whatever you do in the room. I got to, like, download it and get invited. Know what I mean? Yeah, I'll invite you. I'll do it. Shout out to Ash from the um, Let's Talk About Show. He was in that room. When that, yeah, when that I was I was in there. Um, it was a lot going on, but yeah, I, I like heard, Clubhouse though. Speaking of Clubhouse though, tonight at nine thirty, uh, me and my friend, shout out to Court, uh, Cash Gordon on Instagram, we having a room. It's gonna be like business networking, nah, up. different topics. So if y'all <laughs> interested, make sure y'all come in. Y'all could talk with me. Y'all could ask me questions. Quickest way to get some info, we giving out gems. So make sure y'all tap in for that. I got a that. quick question real quick. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like Clubhouse is going to... is already getting there where it need to be. Right. And on a respectful level, even though besides the mulatto and meeting <laughs> situation, do you feel like it's going to reach... The ability where Instagram and Facebook at? I feel like it could, but when I think Clubhouse, and it's interesting because now we see like a lot of people complaining, like, oh, I got a Clubhouse, and the only rooms that I was seeing was about like people playing games and talking about sex. And I'm like, well, that's the rooms that you're going in. Because I promise you, there's always something educational on nah, that. I, like I said, I, I will say this. I do hear a lot of that. Like, like a lot of people out here. Like, yo, B, you need to get in there. You need to get in because it is a lot of networking. Like, my homegirl that's also about to start a new show up here. Mm-hmm. It's a room in it with none but all lawyers because she's an entertainer lawyer. Okay. So, she's like, nah, bro. She's just basically saying to you, saying like, no, those are rooms that people be going into. Right. Um. To be honest, I was in the room that one of them, shout out to Court, that he, you know, hosted. And they was talking about stuff in there that I was not about to let these people know my business. And they kept trying, this one, one of the moderators kept trying to bring me on stage to talk. I'm not doing that. Like, I look at myself like I'm a public figure. So y'all not about to be. Oh, oh you, 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 you label yourself public figure on Instagram. So, <laughs> now, nah, my, my Instagram thing, is, it says media. It used to be news personality, but I kind of dibble and dabble into a bunch of things. So we just making media. Right. But y'all not about to. Y'all not about to be knowing my personal business like that. But yeah, I think Clubhouse will continue to grow. I do like it as an app. Um, Mulatto and 21 Savage, they are in Puerto Rico together. The receipts is right there. Shout out to Big Lotto, Big 22. Um, she also did do a big like donation thing. Um, with like she bought like a bunch of stuff from Walmart, uh, and then like gave back to the community, and I thought that was super that dope. Was, uh, Rick Ross just did that too. He went back to his hometown. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. That. I want to do stuff like that. Um, I think that's amazing. Be, 
like I said, we just be at the meeting next month. It's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yes. We're gonna be at the tapping radio meet. Yo, I'm always trying to sing like You probably you probably got a voice. You probably I you, cannot sing. You never tried it. Listen, you I could talk. I got that. <laughs> I don't know about the singing though. But our last media topic, Famous Dex is headed to rehab. Um, so basically over the weekend, like there was a couple of videos that he posted like on his page and a lot of people were saying how they're worried about him and you know, he looks like he's going through it type thing. So it was reported from all hip hop that Dex has currently entered rehab. Um, you know, it's unclear what specifically he'll be treated for, but it, you know, because people know that he has a drug issue. <laughs> People are thinking it's because of that. Um, I just hope that he has like a good recovery. And, you know, I'm glad that he's getting the help that he needs because I think oftentimes when it comes to like drug abuse and things of that nature, we don't see like a lot of celebrities, especially getting the help that they need until it's too late. And we find out, oh, so-and-so died from an overdose or so-and-so died because of this. So. You know, I think that's, I think that's good that he's getting the help he needs, you know, like, um, I'm hope that he has like a good recovery and things of that nature, but it's tough out here, man. That's why I'm like forever advocating for like therapy and, you know, doing what you got to do to make sure your mental health is really where it should be because Lord, it's a crazy world. Oh my gosh. And lastly, Christmas is on Friday. DJ Bam, did you do Christmas shopping this year? Nah, he talking about listen, listen. Listen, man, I've been doing Christmas shopping since and before the pandemic. Really? <laughs> yeah. I got everybody like out the way a little bit early. That's like, good. A lot of people think they, they're not getting nothing from me, but they don't know. <laughs> oh, so it's going to be surprise? Yeah, it's a lot of surprises. Some of them gifts. Mm. Oh, thank God I made the money I made before these clubs closed. Oh, yeah. So. You know, honestly, I'm pissed Um, because I don't know what's going on with like UPS, USPS. <laughs> like they told me that one of my packages got lost. Like I just don't have the energy for real. I, I, you didn't see that? Video? That's a video floating around. Man. Yes, with all the packages. <laughs> Yeah, and then it's also another video of motherfuckers at Amazon dancing, partying. Like, yo, where is my package? Like, and the crazy part is because where I ordered from is Amazon. And they, and it's crazy because two days ago they reported that the Amazon in New Jersey, one of the like centers had to shut down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So now they're talking about my package is lost. My, like, my just home, give my me my home, money my back. My homegirl work at that one. And I'm, I'm going to keep it a stack. Yeah. She even said she like a lot of people. But I'm not that mad because what it was was I ordered like um a book for my baby cousin. So I just go to Target real quick and probably get her something. But that's ghetto. Like it it don't feel like Christmas though. Like I'll be honest, it doesn't feel like it. Don't smell or feel. And people look at me when I say smell. I'm like to me ever since I was a kid, like Christmas have like a a certain sense when you know it. (laughs) It just like now you just like yo man Christmas Friday yo. It's Friday, and that's just that on that, and Christmas it's going to be a new, new year, year, and we still going to be in a pandemic. <laughs> and the 
pandemic just hit uh, all continent. They just reported that. It officially hit every single last continent. We will never be free. We, we ain't free no more. You heard Trump. You see Trump trying to come back. Trump, yo, I'm telling you, in January, Trump ain't trying to leave. I think it's, I'm going to give y'all 2000 He's trying this. to save face. He's trying to be whatever. But Day NYC is in the live. So we about to add him. It's like, I really got to stop doing that singing stuff. Like, Yo, I'm going to put you on a track. Yeah, okay. I'm a, no, I'm dead. I'm going to hit you come to the studio one day. And we just gonna, we're going to play around and watch. Mm-hmm. So I ain't going to tell you. I ain't going to tell you. It's the hey. <laughs> Hi, how I'm are you? Doing well. I know I may be looking a little crazy. My bad, but what's going on? How are you today? Nah, Happy you, holidays. Nah, you good. Happy holidays. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, for those of y'all just getting in the live, this is the Black Talk Radio interview with Day NYC. So first things first, can you tell us, like, you know, where are you from and, like, what made you start getting into hosting your show? Okay. First of all, thanks for letting me have, be on your uh, platforms. Um, so I'm originally, I'm, I'm from New York, proud representative, born and raised. I was raised on the low east side, Manhattan, New York. So that's like downtown Manhattan. And, um, I, it's so crazy how hosting came about mm-hmm. because it all started for me while I was more of a basketball guy. So to transition to picking up a mic was like very weird. People thought I was rapping. I was like, nah, I'm doing something else. I'm hosting. <laughs> so October, 2017, I remember the exact date, but it was maybe two weeks before my birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in college, in my two-year college. And, um, you know, normally when you have those college gaps, you normally just go do your thing outside. So I said, okay, I'm going to grab something to eat. As I'm, grab- as I'm walking and I'm on my phone, I'm not paying attention, I end up in the theater department. So I'm like, okay, I'll just go through the back entrance. So I go to the back entrance and I see a position. they like, um, hey, big shout out to stay. When they says, oh, um, we're looking for a host needed. Okay. I was just like, Okay, cool. Well, you know what? Let me just give it a shot. I have nothing to do after class. So I went out there to 59th Street, Midtown Manhattan, um, and I went there, and I'm meeting the producer. And at first, I'm like, is this real? And they said, yes. So I went upstairs, and out of all everybody they auditioned, I made the final five. And it was so crazy because I didn't think I would do something like this. And um, I'll never forget the day he said, okay, well, you know what? I really like your energy. And he said, I you don't even notice that you're a star and you just walked into this room and this is like your first time. And I appreciate this guy so much. His name is Dave. Big shout out to Dave because he took a chance on me. And nine times out of 10, today's generation, somebody take a chance on you, especially in media, it's very difficult. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm grateful for him. Um, October 2017 is the day I became a host at 19 years old. We did the show. And then at first I was just like, okay, I really, I'm really enjoying it. Cause now I'm seeing producers and directors left and right. They move around like crazy. You see me on the first episode, so shy, but it's pre-recorded. So I wasn't too shy. So even if I mess up, we can just do it again. Right, 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 right. Did the show for a year. Then I had the opportunity to have my own show and they was going to, they were willing to show me studio production. So, you know, in January, like when you're a college student, you got the winter break. Yeah. I decided to um, take winter classes which I really wanted to. And I said, let me just learn studio production. So I did it like three times a week. And it was hands-on. It was teaching you hosting. And it's not like it's like classroom. They're actually teaching you the hands-on stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, well, I, I told them, hey, I want to create a show. And that person was going to be kicked back with day. I was like, nah, that's kind of corny. I was like, kick back and chill. I was like, ooh, all right, 
let me see what I can do with that. So I told them they allowed me to do a single. So I had to do that before I got approved for a series. And the rest is history. We had three seasons in. We just finished up the reunion back in January before COVID really got in the way. Right. And um, now we're for season three. Wow, that that's dope for sure. I really loved you, you know, sharing all of that. So now mm-hmm. I want to know, um, you talked a little bit about like how the show came about and things of that nature. And, you know, you being from New York, how would you say you being from New York and, you know, being in that realm has like influenced your show in any capacity? Okay, yeah, absolutely. So we came back and show, you know, it got started originally March of 20, no, 2019. Because I was with the guy for a year. So it started in March of 2019. And he was happy. Um, and for me, I just knew, like, I'm a, I'm, I'm from New York. So I know the New York culture. I know I come from um, a lot of people who are artists. A lot of people who are just regular entertainers, com- you know, comedians, things of that nature. Right. And I kind of wanted to say something where it's like it provided entertainment, provided fun for everybody to feel like, you know, like, wow, I don't feel like I'm doing work. Like, I'm actually hanging with you. And I always tell people, act like... When you're at the function, because I always say kickback and chill function, when we have the kickback and chill function, look at it as we just kicking back somewhere. Like we just talking at a bar or talking at a mm-hmm. restaurant, but just multiple different camera angles. And um, it definitely took a while to develop the show. Like when the first episode, I never forget the first episode was more so like, all right, I'm just going to give it a shot. Like I honestly winged it. I did not. It's so crazy how I got approved. I did not prepare for it at all. I had like these director chairs. Three of them. I still have this episode to the ver- to this very day because I like to look back right, at my flaws. Right, right. At three directors, and I had a comedian, very well known. His name's Laugh with Travis. And I was just like, okay. And I had the paper. The crazy thing about it, I had the paper, the script on what we was going over, like a dummy on camera. Um, and I noticed along the way, I was like, if this is gonna be a show called Kickback and Show, like I need to give people that type of vibe. Right. You know, I need to feel relaxed. I need to make them feel comfortable. Because if you think about it, in New York, we're, we're like, New York's more like a hustle and bust. Everyone's constantly on the go 24-7. Nobody ever says, you know what, let me just kick back, just relax, and actually focus on what I need to get done. So I think, like, just paying attention to, like, the New York lifestyle, the New York flow. Because um, I know Jersey's, like, some of them. I'm more laid, you know, relax, mm-hmm. laid down and relaxed. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, just laid back and relaxed. And um, I was just like, you got to pay attention to, like, your surroundings, what's hot what's out there so you can implement into your show. Right, right, right. I, and, you know, I definitely can relate to making, you know, when you have guests on your show, making sure that they feel comfortable. I know, like, Absolutely. when I used to do, like, a lot of um, in-studio interviews, like, prior to COVID, I would, like, have my guests come early, you know, so I could just have, like, organic, regular conversations with them before we mm-hmm. even get on air. So I definitely feel you on that. And, you know, you mentioned how being in New York and, you know, trying to stay up to date with what's going on and who's popular Mm -hmm. and things of that nature. So how was that like for you? And like, what are some ways that you stay up to date? Yes. So I'm not gonna lie. I'm a social media head. So I think watching social media, watching TV, um, I'm a big wild and out head. I love Wildin' Out. That's one of my favorite shows. Ever since 2005, when it first came out, that um, TRL um, and just everything that, you know, that content creators like yourself and many others, you know, have to offer. So it's just more so like, how can we all come together and pretty much implement new pieces 
that the show may want. Like when we first started the show season one, we didn't have any games on the show. Mm. You know, then once we transitioned ending of season one, we're going to season two, we have games. Like we have games such as what you're going to do behind the meeting um, and, and so much more. We have performances on the show. We have audience questionnaires, you know, um, before COVID, because now we can't even have an audience, which is sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're still trying to work around that. So we have audience questionnaires. Um, we just have a lot of games on the show to you know, make it feel fun as opposed to you just feeling like all we're doing is just talking and talking, talking which is nothing wrong with that. Right. But, you know, I just like to add my own little flair to it. So, you know, anybody, you know, comes to the function, they're like, wow, this is fun. Like, I don't I want to continue to keep doing it. Although right. it's a 28 minute show and we have four different segments. So it's like five yeah. to six right. segments, each one, you know, but it's not easy. You know, it's not easy, you know, to try to prepare for that show. And I'm pretty sure you can relate as well. You always got to think about the amount of guests that you have on your show as well. So it's just all about organization, um, being punctual, having a great team, communication, um, and just really trying to plan, map out what's going to happen for the next build. Because at the end, you always want to grow with your project. You never want to remain stagnant. Right, right. Now you mentioned, you know, having a team. How important you know, is your team for you? And like, who are some of those people that make up your team and what do they do? Yes. So I have my team consists of about three, four people. Um, and you know what I'm normally doing because yeah, we are on TV, but at the same time, I always like to show them love on camera as well. Right. So from time to time, and I'm going to continue with actually during season three as well, because we're taking like a mid break, mm-hmm. um, really giving them that love. And we have three people. So we have, we have Stanley. Um, he's our technical director, so he pretty much handles the behind-the-scenes work, the boards and everything. We have my guy named Brandon. Um, he's amazing. Great guy. Everyone's great on my team. We have um, Janae, who um, also does, like, the camera work. Okay. Um, so when you in, you'll see the production assistant, and when they see you, they're just like, oh, my God, it's so nice to meet you. You know, they make you feel welcome. They make you feel honored to be on the show, you know? And I also help them out on, um, on the set, because I never wanted to be that type of person while I'm... While, that I'm pretty much just like telling you what to do. Like I also help out as well. Mm-hmm. I don't like the term boss because I don't want people to feel like I'm a bossy person because I'm not. Right. When you meet me, it's just kind of like, hey, what's up? What's going on? Um, so that's that. I mean, my technical director is pretty much in charge of like, okay, this is how the set is going to look. I produce the whole thing. So I just pretty much like I have the vision for the show. I go to them. Hey, guys, we have Kristen on the show. Did I say your name right, Kristen? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have Kristen on the show. All right, guys, this is what we have for her. It's her vibe. She should be here in an hour. This is what we have planned. But I also let them know in advance. I'm just pretty much reiterating what's going to happen on the show. And we also like to surprise you guys, but obviously not surprise you to the point where you're just thrown off guard. Right, right, You know, right. so it's always good to have a team. Um, I definitely want to build along the way. Um, probably do internships for college students. Okay. I'm still in college myself. Um, yes, me and too. just really get people. Are you still cool too? Okay, cool, I got, cool. I got one semester left though. I'm almost at the end. I got like a few more, a few more, but I should be done by September of next year. But that's okay. Congrats to you. Congrats um, to you. That's yeah, amazing. So I think about, you know, building, uh, continue to build um, and just showing people that when you join the Pickback and Show team, you're not just, you're not just playing a role. Like you're part of the family where you're even having fun. And it's sometimes where, like, my team want to laugh at certain things that ha- that happen that occurs on the show, but they know they can't. So it's like hard for them to hold it in. There was one time, like, one of them actually laughed, but it's like, all right, we'll just do it over. We did that whole um, okay. part over on the show, but it's fun. 
Yeah, you know, I, I love that you said that. And, you know, it seems like you you all have a real, like, family bond. And I think that's super important. Mm-hmm. And when that when you have that family bond, that definitely makes things run smoother and just really helps create organic and good content. So you mentioned, you know, COVID and how, you know, things have changed. So, you know, now I kind of want to go into, like, how has COVID affected your show and things of that nature oh man where to start so thank god it didn't happen during the reunion uh the reunion we had like a season one and two because Mm -hmm. after season two pretty much season two ended beginning of january Mm -hmm. no it happened in october and we just had like two three month gaps prepared and originally i was like you know what guys let's do a reunion just without, you know, the ratchetness and the galley TV that you might see on TV. Right. And I was just like, you know what? I want to bring season one and two back. So I can't just jump into another season. You froze, but I think you're good now. Insta- All right, cool. Yeah, Instagram be tripping out sometimes. <laughs> All right, cool. So, I was like, can't be mom using my own phone Wi-Fi. So... Um, can you hear me now? Mm-hmm, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, but it's like you froze, so it's like trying to get you back. Um, hold on a second. Hold on. Okay. Because I, I see myself clear and I hear myself, but like I don't know what he's seeing. He a little frozen for me. Okay, wait. I think. Okay, you got it now? Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Back to what I was saying. Um. So, yeah. I didn't want to. We got approved for another season. So, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, cool. Perfect. We don't have to worry about that. But I feel like something was missing. So, when we did the season one and two, it was amazing. Then it's kind of like, okay, we're going to take a a one, two, one to two month gap and jump straight in. When I then, I remember, I literally met one of the facilita- facilitators contacting me on my phone and he said, hey, Dejour, we're actually going to be shutting down due to COVID-19. We don't know when we're going to come back, but just hold on, bear with us and we'll contact all the producers. And this is literally the day before a show. Yeah. So I'm not at this point where I was like, damn. But then during that time, people were really talking about COVID and the numbers were really high in New York. Right. So I'm just getting so far like, damn, what's happened? And it's like, how do you bounce back from something like this? Mm-hmm. And I was just saying to myself that, you know what, maybe, you know, if we're going to be away during this time, we could try to plan little by little. But okay. at the same time, I didn't want to bombard my team with all this information because at the end of the day, your health and your safety is more important. Mm-hmm. So what I pretty much did was... Oh, you start to fade out again. What I decided to do was, you know what? If I'm going to be away from I'm going to do actually interviews with season one and season two. So we named the segment called Reminiscent at the Function. Okay. And pretty much like my way of just kicking back with you, talking about your experience on the show. How you, what, what was your feeling about it? Um, first time on TV, you know, what's going through your mind? A lot of people say they were nervous. <laughs> and, you know, after doing that, I was just like, you know what? Let me start thinking of three. And, you know, with COVID and anything and everything, it's just kind of like we don't know if we're going to go back to, quote unquote, normal. 
um, with all the things that we would love to implement in the show. And we right. did start filming it, but there's certain things that we're not able to do mm-hmm. because of COVID. Like, we don't even have an audience. Right. And the show feels empty without the audience there. Like, we even sold a couple of shows in season two, but it's just like, it's really like preventing our creativity from, you know, from being out there. Right, right, right. Yeah, I definitely, definitely feel you on that. So, like, as far as, you know, your guests go, so are you not filming mm-hmm. with guests in person? Is it, like, virtual style? What has that been? So, it was actually both. Um, my first episode was with a girl named Anaya Music. She's based out of Florida. Mm-hmm. And I said, we're, we're able to have guests. It's just no audience. Okay. That's the issue. Certain things that we want to implement that has the audience involved. You know, so you guys can also have love and, you know, really get that camera time, you know, because they are aware, like, hey, if you come to the show, the camera's going to be on you. Mm-hmm. Um, There's definitely um, some limitations with that. And one thing I like about the virtual as well, if you're from out of state, you know, that also helps expand the brand even more because they're always going to, you know, promote on their social feeds. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's like you'll be able to promote on your social feed as well. So I did a lot of interviews um, in the beginning with people in Jersey, mm-hmm. um, even people that I saw that you follow that I know. So like mutual followers of us. Okay. Um, so I was like, oh, small world. Very. Um, so I did that. I did um, some interviews in Jersey. The first person was from Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, I have another one coming up in January. She's in L.A. Mm-hmm. Got somebody who also on the West Coast. So I love the fact that virtual is coming in. Um, and we also gonna be doing more that kind of like switch gears a bit. Don't want to ruin the surprise, but it's also going to help the show and help us during these times, you know, to think about, you know, our lives and where we see our lives and our businesses in the next five to 10 plus years from now. So I think just, we're going to continue to promote the the virtual, but it's just, it feels better when you're actually there with the person and vibing yeah, with them. I definitely, definitely feel you on that. I mean, cause for me, I used to do all my interviews in person. Um, so I'm based in Jersey. Um, the beginning of 2020, I was living in LA. I was doing a semester out there. So I had a, a studio out there and I was doing my show. Left LA because of COVID. I was supposed to be there till May. Ended up leaving in March. Um, came home like, what the hell? Like, I was lost for words. And then I started doing, you know, right. virtual virtual interviews, but I was doing it from home because like still all studios were closed, like all radio stations were closed. Then a couple months in, things start to open back up. So now I'm currently at a new station and I'm still doing virtual interviews though. If I wanted to do in person, I could, but I'm just trying to stay like as safe as possible to be honest. And then, like, on top of that, I like kind of what you said, I feel like virtual, though, there are some perks because you get to chat with people that aren't near you, right? Like, I've interviewed so many different people that don't live near me. So I definitely, definitely feel you on that point of it, like, helping you grow and reach new audiences. So I have this segment on my show. It's called Quarantine Q&A. And my first question for you is, what was your, like, initial thoughts when they were like, okay, we're going in lockdown, not only essential businesses is open, that's it, you can't go outside. What were were you thinking? What were my thoughts? Um, When the hell are we going to open back up again? (laughs) Um, But at the same time, I'm just like, this is a process that obviously one we never thought of. Mm -hmm. So I was just kind of like, okay, well, you know what? 
I'm going to be home. I can really focus on some things that I never had the chance to do. I mean, really, truthfully, where are you going? Like, there's nowhere to go. It's not like you be like, hey, you want to hang out? Yeah, them days is over with. You know, hanging out with a friend and during these times, them days is over with. So I say, you know, now what worried me was just like, it was one, my team, mm-hmm. my family, everybody else. Because at the end of the day, like, this is the main focus that we need to focus on before we can think about the show and everything else. So I was just right. like that. And just also that when, we, when we're able to reopen you know, how can, how, I want to give season three the same energy I gave mm-hmm. season one and season two. You know, I never wanted to half-ass, half-ass anything, right. you know, but it's, like, again, COVID, you're in my way. You gotta, gotta move. Um, and I even want you on the show as well. Like, cause I, I we never really had that much girls. Yeah, yeah. We, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll talk about that, you know, afterwards, you know. Um, but yeah, like, those are the main things I was concerned about. Yeah, I definitely feel you on that. It definitely was just like a what the hell kind of moment. But like during the quarantine, you know, were you like watching any shows, reading any books, um, you know, during your time? Books? I'm slacking on that. I actually need to get back into reading because I actually love reading. You know, it mm-hmm. strengthens your mind, your vocabulary, all the above. Um, Wild and Out was still on during the time. And to be honest with you, speaking of Wild and Out, I was p- paying a close attention. I actually recommend a lot of content creators pay attention to like the Nick Cannon situation with Viacom. Mm. Because as content we have a team. And worst come to worst is like if you was in his situation and somebody asked one of your, your production crew or somebody you work with, hey, um, being that, God forbid, Kristen is not the host, would you be able to take her spot? But it's like, did they consult with you about that when yet right, you hired right, them? Right. You know, so you got to, I tell people all the time, like, pay attention to certain things like that because situations like that really show show people their true colors. They do. You know, to take sure. permission from you. And it's kind of like, whoa, I hired you. What are you doing? Um, so I hope that show comes back on because I feel like it was a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a lot of Wilding Out um, books. I watched, no, I, I read Terrence J's book. Um, okay. I forgot the name of it, but I have it in my room. And I was just reading up on that. I did not finish it. So I'll definitely try to finish it before the year ends, hopefully. I'm still trying um, to finish this Angie Martinez book. It's good, though, but. Okay. <laughs> I'll be- yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard, she, she, I heard she bodied that book, to be honest with you. It's, it's, it's real. I feel like for anyone that is like into entertainment, radio, or just hip hop, it, it's definitely it's a good read. For sure. Definitely, um, definitely. Tell me about it afterwards. Like the name of it, I'll definitely um search it up and probably purchase it as a gift for Christmas. Yeah, it's it's good for sure, for sure. Um, so right. any final books or any other shows? Anything on Netflix? Oh, okay. Some shows. Yes, there's one on Netflix, and there's one I don't think is not on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Dangerous Live. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a good movie. Like honestly watch that actually pay attention to the current events because it's crazy okay I'm it's like make note of that all i could these elderly people really be saving their money and don't be investing and that <laughs> could lead to people winning your money so that's all i'm gonna tell you on that dangerous lies um there's a movie i just saw well i saw it by myself but i recommended it to a friend always and forever um, watch that the movie but it's with lauren london okay. um robbie jones yeah, London, and um, just know that 
certain people, I'll give you a little snippet. Certain people, even your husband, you can't even trust. Woof. All right now. <laughs> like you may be around somebody in the next moment they die. So it's like, whoa. And then the cop is always coming up to you. But at least to some, that's all I'm going to tell you. Um, maybe one more I can give you. Damn, I haven't watched Netflix in a minute. Uh, this I is mean, old. This movie is about three, four years old, but Burning Sands. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. That movie is good. It's a lot, but it's good. I've actually been watching movies more now because school is over. So I've been having like, I'm on winter break. So I've been having a little bit more free time. So I've been watching movies. So I'll definitely, definitely tap into those that you suggested. So now my next question for you is we talked about your show, what your quarantine was like, things of that Mm -hmm. nature. And, you know, we talked about the type of guests that you have on your show. So I want to know if you could interview anybody, who would it be and why? Mm, Anybody. That one person. Well, okay. I I would, I would interview him. And the reason being is because, I feel like he comes from humble beginnings as well. A lot of mm-hmm. people don't know his story. He was once homeless and then he had to work side jobs just to get, you know, just to accommodate college debt. And then just to get that yes from 106 in part, which really put him on and look where he's at now. Um, so I was always a fan of him. And then, you know, even though when he left BET and moved to MTV, you know, I just right, love right, the, right. the moves he makes and just a lot of things that he does as a man. Um, so him, um, can I name one more person? Yeah, yeah. No, actually two. Um, Nick Cannon. Okay. And uh, Angela Yee. Okay. Nick Cannon. Um, so I used to, when I was living in LA, I was working at Power 106. So I would work the show after his. So, but um, from like our interaction, Nick is a, he's a pretty like down to earth, like guy, like very to himself, you know, cool, chill dude. So I think. Were you nervous going to LA by yourself? Um, well, I went like with the, with like a, a sister school. So I didn't know anybody in the program. Like it was other students, but like, I didn't really know them. So, and like they knew each other because they went to school together. I didn't go to that school. Um, but I wasn't really that nervous. Like I figured it out. Like, I think it was one of my like best college experiences, I would say, because I learned so much and I was like really on my own doing a lot. Um, like I, I lived in an apartment I had, and I had three housemates. Um, and I was taking classes at night and then I was interning at power one Oh six during the day, as well as after buzz TV. So yeah, one of my greatest like internship experiences was when I was in LA. So it was, it was fun. I mean, I'm big on traveling. So when COVID is gone Mm -hmm. for real, for real, Oh baby, I'm out. (laughs) You out. (laughs) So yeah. And it's just kind of like, I mean, yeah, it's kind of hard to travel now, but it's like, once it's officially over, Mm -hmm. I feel like people still going to be, we're going to have a handful of people still wearing masks. Yeah. You have some, confident enough to take it off and actually walk into an establishment without having to feel nervous or scared. Cause it's so crazy to know how you can walk into a store, you're not having a mask on. People are scared. Mm-hmm. Like that's the craziest part. You know, once one minute we was all showing our faces <laughs> next minute, yeah, right, you, got like, to cover it up uh, now. you don't got to, where's your mask? Like you don't got a mask on. So nah, 
I definitely feel you on yeah. that. And now my final question for you, if you could leave, you know, the listeners, viewers with one thing to remember about you, what would it be and why? Mm. To always create a seat at your table and to never be satisfied when there's always room for improvement. You know, I wear the hashtag uh, across my back. I don't have the merch today, sadly. I wish I would have debuted it to you um, on your platform. So, you know, we have the logo, kick back and chill. And then on the back, mm-hmm. we have hashtag opportunities being created. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wear them across my back as a constant reminder of what I did, you right. know? And I always show love to this guy. I'm like, yo, you really took a chance on me. Right. When you right. really didn't to, you know? And then more so, I always say to myself that, guys, that, even when you feel like you can't find a position in radio, can't find a position mm-hmm. at the top firm or getting a manager position, whatever the case may be, you know, you have to create those small steps right. in order to get that. But you can't remain comfortable in life. It's like, it's mm-hmm. impossible, especially if you have a million dollar dream. So that's, that's the message I really just present a lot. And I really hope that message continues to go out even more because especially as young as we are with social media, and everything, there's no... There's no need to settle for less. So, yeah, hashtag opportunities being created, right? Yes. Thank you so much. I love that, you know, and I think everyone can definitely learn from that, that like you, like you said, like sometimes you really do have to make your own, like make your own seat. Like you can't forever wait on someone else because the opportunity may not present itself. So I just want to thank you so much for chatting with me. This was super duper fun. Um, this live should post straight to the Black Talk Radio IG um, page as soon as it ends. So if anyone missed it, they can check it out there. And yeah, I just want to thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. And then I guess around next year, hopefully like February-ish, we could try to get you on the platform. Yes. Um, yes. And I can't wait because I think, yeah, I don't have that many uh, women on my show. So I really like what you're doing. So continue. I, I, I encourage you to continue to push forward with it. Thank you. I really do appreciate that. Definitely. definitely. Thank you. You're welcome. Take care. You too. Happy holidays. Do, 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 do. Oh, that was a fun interview. I actually feel like I should interview more hosts, you know, like, cause we are just a force to be reckoned with. What can I say? We are the goats. <laughs> But yeah, that was dope. Um, make sure y'all check out their show, um, Kicking Back and Chill. You know, it's on YouTube and things of that nature, so you can easily find it there. And yeah, it's lit. So, as y'all know, I always got to give y'all the goods with this new at night. So basically for those of you who may or may not know, black talk radio's new at night segment is where we shine light on independent artists. Um, you know, that has a dope track that we feel like people should listen to. So this week's song is from AJ Shaka. Um, it's called for rec for the record. And it's a dope track. You know, I hope y'all vibing with it, rocking with it. And I just want to thank y'all so much for tuning in with me tonight. We'll be back next week. Same time. Same. Yes, it is the last Wednesday of the year. I posted about that actually um, on my page on Monday because we we are coming to the, the end of 2020. So 
Make sure y'all, you know, tune in with me next week. Same time, same place. This is your girl, Chris and Ayana, signing out. Black Talk Radio. Love y'all.